Why do some real estate investors dabble and piddle and not get very far and others become extremely wealthy? We're going to talk about that in this episode of Real Estate Revenue. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Estate Revenue. I'm your host, Paul Airy, and in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, some of the secrets of success in real estate investing. Uh, but first, if you enjoy this episode, please do me a favor and share this with your friends and family. Also, if uh, you will go to paulary.com, that's P-A-U-L-A-R-Y.com, you can download a free PDF there called The Six Ways to Make Money on Every Real Estate Investment. And it's free. So go there. That's paulary.com. Let's talk about some of the secrets to success in real estate investing. Well, one of the big secrets, of course, is get out of houses, get into commercial real estate. Uh, the wealthiest, most successful real estate investors are commercial real estate investors. Now, I know there are some corporations out there that are buying up thousands and thousands of houses. And that's kind of a different deal, but somewhere along the line, they probably own a lot of commercial real estate as well. Uh, so, but let's talk about uh, how do you become successful in commercial real estate? Well, first of all, real estate is actually a long-term investment. You know, that kind of contradicts what a lot of people are teaching about flipping houses and, um, you know, buying uh buying houses and using them for rental properties. The uh, growth potential for income in that kind of uh, uh, operation is very low compared to commercial real estate. Now, when I say a long-term investment, here's what I'm talking about. The wealthiest real estate investors buy commercial properties and never sell them. Now, there are some exceptions, and I'm going to get into that in just a minute. But the wealthiest investors never sell their properties. Think about the people that you know of that are extremely wealthy from real estate investing. That's what they do. I have several investor clients, and the most successful one out of the whole group never sells anything unless it's a problem. He has bought, he has accumulated over 30 or 40 years or so of investing in real estate. He's accumulated probably 50 plus properties around the state of Texas and Arkansas, I believe. The reason he has so many properties, is he never sells them. He keeps those properties forever. Now, there are some exceptions. Here's the reason that keeping the property forever, never selling your properties, makes you more successful. It fits the financial momentum equation. 
Financial momentum equals the mass of your money times the, the rate of return on your money or the velocity of your money. So the more you have, the more you make. The more you make, the more you have. They feed each other. As he buys or builds properties, leases them to tenants on long-term leases, gets a nice rate of return, keeps that forever, and he adds another one. And he adds another one. His financial momentum is huge, and it's always going to be huge. No matter what happens in the world, he is always going to have an incredible financial momentum and an incredible income because of that. Now, if he was selling these properties off and never made any headway on gaining more properties, if he sold his, uh, if he bought a property, bought two properties and sold one, bought two properties and sold one, he's really not getting very far. Uh, and I have, you know, I've had clients that do that. They make money, but they don't make as much as they could if they just kept the properties. So if a property does not fit the financial momentum equation, if it uh, has a problem, say, for example, it goes empty and he can't get a tenant for it, or if it's just a, a location problem and it's tough getting tenants or you know some kind of an issue that keeps it, that makes it difficult to lease, uh, to find a tenant to lease the property to. Then he'll sell it. He will sell that because it, if it's something that has a tendency to stay uh, vacant for extended periods of time, periodically, that can be a problem. It'll decrease the income, decrease his rate of return on that property. And then he'll sell that and put that money into something that, that does not behave that way. So... He has two choices when, when this happens. You either have to change the property so that it's more stable. Uh, you make some improvements or you make it more attractive to a tenant. Uh, you, uh, you have to do something to it, add value to it somewhere so that it will attract tenants. Or if you can't do that, you have to sell it. So... That is the time when you should sell a property. And I know it's tempting to have a property, somebody offer you a huge profit on it. Um, but if you can resist that, now there are times when you can be proactive and sell a property before there's a problem. I had a property in uh, in the Permian Basin. Um, well, I've had several properties in the Permian Basin, but at times their economy goes up and down a lot and it wild swings in their economy. And I knew there was one coming and I had no idea that the company, the tenant was going to be hurt by it. I, I, they were actually, uh, one of the companies that was actually experiencing growth during a downturn. And, um, but I knew it could happen to anyone out there. So I sold the property uh, when they were doing really well. And uh, um, unfortunately, I've noticed that the property is now vacant. It's been vacant for a long time. That company 
went out of business. They lost their a couple of their biggest customers, and that happens. And uh, you know, you couldn't it couldn't be predicted. And unfortunately, that building is sitting there empty. It's been empty for a while, uh, but um, it will get leased again eventually. But that's another reason that you might want to get rid of a property. Otherwise, uh, keeping it, keeping the property forever is always the best option. Now, this is a weeding out process. You want to get rid of your non-producers or problem properties. Um, Those type properties that cause you headaches, that cause you extra work, are the ones you don't want to have. You want to have properties that you can walk away from. You can put a tenant in and walk away from, go on a trip and not worry about it. Uh, Go on a, take a three-month vacation to Europe and be gone and not worry about what's going to happen on that property. Low management type properties. Or you have a management company that can take care of this those things for you. But if they cause you problems, if you're always having to deal with tenants and you're always having to uh, uh, try to attract new tenants and try to negotiate to keep the current tenants there, you might, that's when you might think about getting rid of a, of a building. But otherwise, keep it. The basic thing here is it's momentum, the, the financial momentum formula that I have talked about on many occasions. And I'm going to talk about this a lot more because it fits in real estate really well. And uh, it's the reason, as I've stated before, it's the reason that the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And it's proof that it's not the rich people's fault that people are poor, that poor people are poor. Uh, It actually shows the opposite. It shows uh, that it's the poor people's fault for being poor. Uh, And I'm not saying that in a a negative way. I'm just saying that's something that uh, proves that poor people can become rich. Rich people, most rich people were once poor. And they figured it out. So that's that's what we're doing here. We're trying to help you figure this out. So long-term investment. Keep your properties forever. Imagine if you had 50 properties. If you started in your 20s and bought a property, a new property, every year for the next 50 years. Say you started when you're 25 or 20. Say you start when you're 20. You buy a new property, at least one every year. I I would suggest more than that after you gain momentum, you can do more. But sometime over, let's say over the next, by the time you turn 65, you've bought, in 45 years, you've bought uh, 50 properties. Each one of those properties, most of them could be paid for or almost paid for. They're all going to be generating you a lot of income. You're probably going to be making close to half a million to a million dollars a month. You could have a, you could easily have a multiple six figure income per month. At that time, your taxes would be extremely low because of the tax advantage of real estate ownership and your equity buildup would be huge. It would be enormous over that period of time. So this is a weeding out process. You get rid of the non-producing properties or the problem properties. You keep everything else. 
That's what the most successful real estate investors do. They keep the, the producing properties and never sell. They only get rid of the ones that cause problems or don't, don't produce money, that don't produce income. So the idea is to make a property, you have to get your property to fit the financial momentum equation. And to do that, you add value to the property. Now, adding value means you do something to the property to make it more attractive, to raise the income generated by the property. And uh, we've talked a lot about that. That includes raising rents, lowering expenses, making your property look better, doing things to it that you can uh, charge uh, a fee for, like uh, covered parking or something like that. So this is where planning and strategy come in. The strategy here is to acquire multiple properties, which equals multiple streams of income, and you accumulate income streams and never sell. That's one strategy. That's not everybody's strategy, but that strategy makes the wealthiest investors. And if you doubt that, just check it out. Research some real estate investors. The plan is how you get the strategy completed. The plan is uh, things like uh, start with a small property, a single tenant office building. You buy one. uh, You buy that one. The next one, you buy a little bigger property and then a little bigger property. Every time you buy one of these properties, you add value to it. You get the income to increase so you can increase your value, increase your equity, force the equity up. And you do this over and over buying uh, at least one property a year, hopefully more than that. Um, If you can handle that, you'll eventually get to where you can buy multiple properties in a year. So once you develop your plan that gets you your strategy completed, you work the plan. I used to know a network marketer. He was a very successful network marketer. And he uh, always said, show the plan, show the plan, show the plan. Well, in this case, you're not showing the plan, you're working the plan. So work the plan, work the plan, work the plan. That's how you succeed in real estate. You have to have a plan. If you're going to do this as a lifelong uh, business and something that builds incredible wealth, you have to have a plan and you have to work the plan. And that's what makes it fun. And you're, you're going to have a lot of fun with this. And uh, I, I hope you do. I hope you uh, stay in it long enough to have fun with it. Once you get in it, you start making money, it gets to be really fun. And that will, can replace your job. That job that you hate to go to, uh, the rat race you can't stand to be in anymore, this can get you out of it. It can make your life a whole lot more fun, a lot more enjoyable. And especially when you get to be retirement age and you decide you want to retire, uh, you, which may be uh, at age 30 or 40, if you're a real estate investor, you don't have to work. Once you've replaced your job income with real estate income, you can quit the job. You can dump the job. Once you've gotten to that point, uh, technically that you're retiring from your job, but you're just not retiring from life. You're not retiring from, from being a business owner or an entrepreneur. You are uh, retiring from your, uh, your job that you hate to go to every day. 
So that's it for this episode, guys. We'll be back in a couple of days with another one, and I uh, will hope to see you soon. Please uh, go and share this episode if you like it, and share the podcast with your friends and family, and I'll see you next time. Bye.